that, but you called me a well, fucking well, I need nigger. I say here. My mother died. I understand that, but you called me a fucking I'm nigger. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. You weren't sorry when you said it on the phone. I was... Listen, there was no, but at, at the end of the day, I need a, I and need the climate be. that we live in today, society, I, said I, was sorry. I understand that, but it's it's above me now. Cause I need a room tonight. Well, there's the best restaurant next door. No, please let me hear. My daughter's here. I'm sorry, but I mean, I was on the phone when you said it. I said I'm sorry. Please, I've been in a, I've had a horrible day. And I today. had a horrible time when hearing that. He won't let me in. It's, it's above me. She called me a fucking nigger. Sir, my grandma just I died. I understand that, but it's above me. Let me, please let me. It's above me. Sorry. I got my the best card. restaurant is next door. Sir, the rest of our family I understand is here. that, but it's above me. Please. I apologize. She said what she sir. said. I'm, I understand that. I understand. She's very. It's, it's above that, but you call. Ah, Rose knows. Unless you sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. <laughs> Roe shit hit different. Bro take a long time, man. I hate these artistic dudes. He's coming. Yeah, what's Roe? Come on, Ro. Yeah. <laughs> I know they mad. They can't stop. Number one sound. Yeah, you been on. Black on. Even the number one movie. We were making records. Making the whole thing. This is the I'm Kind of Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode, episode 95 of the I'm Kind of Famous Podcast. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, P-O-D.com, the official website, or you can go to Facebook.com slash Kind of Famous Pod. Find me as well on Twitter and Instagram at Roe is Famous and uh, at RoeFilms.com, the official website. Get your clean-ass people collector. Uh, or cosmic culture If you're in astrology If you're in the You know your horoscope And the zodiac That cosmic culture's for you People collected That's my personal brand Fam It's on everything man I've got some Some giveaways Coming up real soon With the motherfucking tea um, New hat coming And all this kind of shit So We'll be doing that Somehow Some way I don't know how But it's coming uh, from the ground up, groundupict.com, uh, the website of me and my co-creator, Carla Yala, came up with a a um, web series showcasing uh, some of the local talent in Wichita, uh, telling the story behind making the music, you know, this sort of thing. Hey, look, I'm in a whole different kind of mood. So we didn't have a show last week. I woke up. Not woke up, but like all the last week, I was so fucking busy with so many different things. You know how sometimes you go to work, but you don't really be working. Like you just show up. And, but I had, it's late when I'm recording this. My bad. It's late when I'm recording this because I've been busy again this week. But, um, but more specific to last week, nigga, nigga, I had everything set up, ready to go. It was just, it seemed like every time I sat down, man, I just was not feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Nothing was going on. It made sense. I didn't feel like talking. I had so much shit that I had to get through and do. Uh, I would tell y'all, but that's none of your motherfucking business. Uh, but, yeah, man, I was just beat. 
And so we we end up recording. Um, actually, I had planned to have someone on. And oh shit, I'm gonna keep it funky. Them uh them getting into some another situation made me was my excuse <laughs> for not saying well shit I can't do it. But anyway, man, 95 episodes. I'm not really tripping like that. I don't think. I don't think, man. Let me see what this look like. So, I uh, what did I do? Few little, few little miscellaneous things. Few miscellaneous things. Well, I got some. I'm finna be. Mm, let me see. Can I even say that? I'm not gonna say that. I probably don't need to say that. Uh, let me think, man. I'm trying to get the housekeeping together before we get into some. Things to talk about, some things that's happened this week. But I was about to spill some tea on some shit. I probably should probably uh, keep real close to the hip. So I'm probably going to do that. But real soon, we're going to have a few music guests uh, in. And um, we are going to... Uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm about to probably get my boy... I don't want to say my boy, but Hydro Hundreds. Probably going to have him on. He got a new album coming out real soon. Uh, I played his music on here before. Real dope local artist, a cat who's fucking—he's dope. He's really amazing. A really clever. Uh, he's really a star in the making. He really is a star in the making. So we're gonna have him on to come promote his new album, and we'll just have a chat. He's also in from the ground up. We don't spend a whole lot of time with him, uh, which is why I'm okay with having him on the show. I try to avoid having. The people who've been on the show on from the ground up on here because I want oh shit I want to be able excuse me I want people to know the story before we actually talk because I'm gonna know too much information and I don't want to spoil the show by basically giving you everything that uh you would get from the doc or at least most of it so. Uh, but Hanjo, we spent a little bit of time. I'm okay with, uh, you know, having them all. So I think that's all I'm gonna give on that. So on the top of the show, we played a, uh, you know, we played the clips at the beginning of the shows, and some of it has to do with the show. Uh, all of them usually have something to do with the show. Uh, topics that we had this week, and one thing that came up this week. Oh man, look, I mean, hold on. Before we get into that shit, long fucking week again, long day today. Since uh, I barely done got any sleep in the last several days, uh, I, I was up early today doing some nonsense. The fuck? Hold on, man. See, we got noises that shouldn't be happening. Uh, you know what? Let me mute something. Alright, hold on. Hold your horse. See, that's one thing these fucking MacBooks need to have is an option to uh mute certain programs. Cause I got the soundboard running, I got some other shit running. And uh that was what you heard. Let me see if I can turn off the audio. Cause this shit's probably gonna go off. Actually, I'm just gonna close this whole app. 
But um, <clears throat> so yeah, man, I've been tired. It's been late. It's been one of these fucking days for me, or one of these weeks specifically. But this day to day, I barely got some sleep the night before. Got barely got some sleep last night. Had to be up and at it at about seven a.m. Uh, and then I've been running ever since. Been outside, been in the heat. Just, just it's been a fucking clusterfuck. But we here. I ain't gonna do two weeks. So we here. We got it now. Boom back. So if I yawn, I say, let's say, if I yawn and I sound exhausted and tired, it's because I am. It's because I am keeping a book. But this um this uh clip we played. Of uh, it's above me now. I find it to be hilarious because it is. It's above me now. Like I couldn't wait for the opportunity to say this, but as you heard in that clip, basically what happened: a guy worked at, I guess, a motel, and uh, some white patrons. Kept, well, you fucking heard the shit. And so <laughs> basically, uh, what seems to have happened is they want to get the room anyway after disrespecting. Or, you know, sometimes you get in them situations and I, I don't know if, if, if any of y'all like me, you know, you talking to someone and then like, let's say you around some people, the people around, you know, how you feel about that conversation on the phone. And then you like, you get off the phone, you like, all right, bye. You be like, hold on, don't say shit. Let me make sure this motherfucker hung up. Well, these people didn't do that. And I guess they call him a nigger or whatever. And then came to the establishment in which he worked. And uh, they still want the room for, you know, but what was said was what uh, what they said was overheard. And he kept the energy. And I like it. I like that he went and stood on that ground after knowing that and really put them in a position where the privilege just wasn't going to work. Uh. And I'm glad it didn't. Uh, you are a. Um, so he. He. He stood on the ground. He made them fucking suffer. And I love the, the, the idea of them sitting there. Not the idea, but because it happened. I like the fact that they 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 pleaded and begged with this man for being racist basically in so many words or in the words that they matter of fact this is the one time a few times when you can go in so many words they were racist against this kid all because of whatever inconvenience that happened before whatever led to this call whatever led to this situation was uh, brought upon themselves with some sort of anger that they wanted, that they disrespected this kid behind his back. Then they show up expecting to get, you know, the treatment. And it goes back to the thing that we would say, like these things, we know these things happen. It's just sometimes you can't prove it. You know they're talking shit, but you can't prove it. In this case, it happened. And they admitted it. And then, like, their excuse was, uh, the girl, woman's excuse was, a lot of people was talking, like, look, I understand, but you ain't coming in this bitch. Not with that. And then, the sympathy of her mother just died. Hey, that don't change you from being a fucking asshole. What about a person's mother's, mother's death make you turn into a full-blown racist? Short. 
one reason, one reason, and I would be, I would understand to some degree, I would understand a black person, Asian or whatever kills your parent. Then I understand if you like fucking niggas, fucking whatever, whatever, whatever racial thing you want, a racial or prejudice offensive word because that a lot of times a lot of prejudice is built around anger and i get it but in this case your mother dying and you want to get a room for whatever the reason was probably something related to the mom i don't know and whatever was happening made you go fucking nigger because there's no reason for it there's none. There's no reason for it. Matter of fact, when she walked in, uh-oh, when she walked in, she should have recognized one very simple thing. <laughs> I'm in danger. Because it's above her now. It's above him now. I loved every fucking minute of it. I loved it. Oh, I guess it was one minute. I loved it. Um, shower. So check this out. I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's not a lot to talk about on that. It's just, it's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I asked a question. I'm going to be all over the place, but I asked a question. To my uh, Instagram. Arrow is famous. Because someone said to me. There was a sexual position. That was overrated. And it made me think. A sexual position that's overrated. I mean. Okay. Tell me. Now it blew my mind. Because this particular thing. Is visually stimulating. It's one of those things when you look at, you see, it's 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 intense. It seems and feels intense. You think it's way more intense than it is, but it's more for a man at least more visual stimulating because of what's happening. And I would have never guessed a thought that it would be considered overrated. And. When it was said to me, I really thought about it. And for me, it it isn't even like one of my favorites either. It's dope. It's dope, like I said, visually. But it's not one of my favorites. And so I went on a journey. I asked, most overrated sexual position. Top five. Top three, if you can. Top five, whatever. And almost to a team, women had... As they're at least top two, these two. Number two, number two, 69. Overrated. Overrated. Now, I don't know how I feel about that, but all right, cool. Uh, well, now I do know, but all right, cool. Uh, number one, shower sex. Sex in the shower is overrated. Is among from my for my uh accredited <laughs> fucking survey poll. Uh, no pun intended. 
is that the number one most overrated sexual position almost to a T in consistency and response was shower sex. Sex in the shower. But I understand because here's the shit. Here's the shit I get. One, for one, once you get past the visual, once you get past like the mental stimulation that you get from the visual, of you know water dripping sud soaking glistening shining and the water was glistening all over your you know what i mean <laughs> that's martin man that's martin um once you get past all that shit it's it is kind of terrible because here number one if you're in the shower water is only getting on one person i mean Whatever water is getting on you or where, depending on your disposition in the shower, you could probably be freezing for one. So, boom. Miss me with, well, if you're really getting it, you hot. No, it's hot. Because at some point you're in the shower and we all know motherfuckers with that, that, that regular ass uh, hot water heater can only last for so long. So, you in there doing what you're doing and eventually that water goes cold. And now we fucked. No pun intended. Twice. All right. So there's that. Two, water. So let's say you're among the people who uh, wear contraceptives, condoms, if you will. Um, That water is now as well washing away this lube. So now water really isn't a good lubricant. It creates a whole insanity of friction that you do not like so now you're dealing with dry vagina situation another good fucking reason why it's overrated three you can't never really get a good ass balance it's always it always kind of has a a little inch of danger fucking in the shower especially if you ain't got good grips on the fucking Florida um shower or if you you know what i mean whatever the case may be is always a hint of danger when you're having sex in the fucking shower it's just facts people just blatant facts and the more i thought about it aside from the visual it really is a terrible fucking like it's terrible it is kind of fucking, it's a humbling experience when you're in it. Cause you, cause you do it and you in it cause you in it. You think she like it. So you keep like, oh well, fuck are we here. Or you may think he like it and you just suffer through it. Cause I, I don't know anyone. I mean, very rarely do you have people finish fucking in the shower. It's like, all right, let's get out of here. And then everything gets better. Most dudes are tall. So, you know, now she got to work herself up again. The danger of sleeping in the fucking shower is there. Like, you don't, that's one way you don't want to go is in the shower. No pun intended. That's three. So, because I, I, I'm, but I'm not anti-bath. If we got a nice tub and a nice bath, we rocking like that. Cool. That could work. 69. 69 being number two. They said more, more often uh, than not. Is that on the 69 type situation? Is that uh, it's always positioning is poor and no one is really doing their part the whole time of the 6 9. More often than not, 
um, on the six nine, they someone stops, right? Or the dude can't ever get the good positioning up so he can do his part. So now, cause he's taller, now she's way down there, maybe doing her thing. He uh, he back there want to do his thing, really can't, or he gonna fuck his neck up real good, or. He is doing his thing. She ain't doing shit but holding your fucking dick like a goddamn uh uh stick shift. Just holding on to it, not really doing nothing. And eventually you just got a motherfucker sitting on your face. You know what I'm saying? So it's just I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, for women, those are the top two. For men on the other hand. For men on the other hand. Roadhead, number one. Roadhead was number one. Uh, overrated number two was uh reverse cowgirl. It's visually a great stim, uh, great visual, but if she ain't got the right position, man, she would tear your whole fucking penis in half. So, roadhead, and I agree, roadhead is kind of tough. Roadhead is always a tough situation because you it, it's cool, but at the same time, there's a degree of focus that you have, you know, while driving. And it can just go tragic. No one is ever on the road getting amazing head. That's likely the la- that's almost equivalent to driving intoxicated. Cause if she really giving you the head that you like when you're not moving, that's a dangerous situation to be in. That's a fucking dangerous situation to be in. And that's why, like, we'll, we'll take it. Don't get me wrong. Not very often will you have a man say, stop doing any fucking thing. If you're giving him any kind of fucking stimulation or pleasure, he going to want you to keep doing it because he don't want to say no, and then now he done fucked it up for the future. But, uh, you know, that, that, that struck me as uh, something I didn't expect uh to be problematic let's see uh what is this no link but i was pulling something up that had to go with that uh how did i even get to this shit because i don't know why i want i saw something that made me want to bring that up and i'm not gonna remember uh, but yeah, so that's what they had is overrated. Those are overrated sexual positions. Uh, <clears throat> I have no way to fucking segue out of that. I wish I knew how to segue out of that because that that uh, seemed to not be something that's gonna work. Um, what else? What have I been up to? Shit, the playoffs is going on. Playoffs is going on, man. This shit is looking horrendous right now. Motherfucking Toronto. Toronto is now ahead of the Golden State Warriors 3 to 1 in the NBA playoffs. Fucking Canadians are up on the Americans as the best team in the world playing basketball. It's not what we do. That's not what we like. That is absolutely not what we do. Um but what happened is uh, Clay Thompson um, hurt his hamstring, I think it was. Last game he played a little injured. Of course, 
Kevin Durant isn't playing. Kawhi's playing fucking lights out here and there. I'll tell you this. I'm not, I don't really like do sports like this, but I say this. And it's convenient as fuck. And I don't like LeBron James, but Kawhi is like heir apparent, you know, as one of these all around players um, to LeBron James. And Kawhi has a lot of quiet nights, has had a lot of quiet nights in these finals. And luckily, you know, these guys around him have played better when he hasn't. You know, he had moments where he's not playing. He he doesn't score at all. He score like two points or six points in quarters. Uh, even though he's in the game and he's good defensively, and those are some of those intangibles that we don't count, or or because they're not as flashy unless you're like doing these crazy circus blocks. But he should be getting a whole lot of criticism compared to what we do to LeBron James. He really should get criticism for those moments he's very sleepy because we would do it to LeBron we definitely would do it to LeBron now granted a lot of guys have stepped up you know and that's what you want to see out of team ball it's honestly the reason why I'm enjoying these finals is because you're seeing more team ball over star ball pause but uh, I think Kawhi or maybe we're in this place where we're finally transitioning out of this idea of one star player and we're watching teams get together uh you know the beautiful thing about the possibility that golden state warriors will lose the nba championship to the toronto raptors is this concept of super team you have this alleged super team in golden state who is down 3-1 in the nba championship uh against the toronto raptors now it remains to be seen if they can pull out three in a row, that's difficult as fuck. Uh, considering that you don't have the uh, one of the best players in the in the world, Kevin Durant. You do have you know some great players on the team still, but three in a row is hard to do. Period. Even though Golden State is one of those teams who can fucking round and you know win 17, 18 games in a row. Um, uh, so it's gonna be interesting. Interesting to see um, if these guys go seven because I initially had a sweep or at least five games. So now we at f- the possibility of five games and it going completely opposite of what I expected. So uh, that has been your moment in sports on the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. Uh, let's see. Nipsey Hustle trial. Uh, according to the court, the court is going to seal uh, documents and things that go with the trial. Here's the shit. Like, all right, first of all, I already know the idea of this whole thing getting, uh, my bad, getting sealed is going to cause a big controversy. And we may be noticing that a lot of, um, a lot of situations are getting uh, sealed lately. You know, I know this helps a lot of the conspiracy theory type shit major conspiracy is that um you know the this is a cover up because Nipsey was doing so well in the hood and they went to send someone to kill him blah 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 uh all a bunch of shit that I'm not going for um I just think a nigga in the hood killed a nigga in the hood but uh, things like this don't help now here's the thing I think a lot of this stuff is normal 
And because there's these outlets out here that will use the FOIA Act, that will want to know everything as much as they can so they can put it out in the world, that they go investigate this shit and anything that isn't in their favor, they report the bad shit. So they go out there and tell you um, this thing is being hidden. Why? Uh, you know, boogeyman shit. So, and they did the same with Jesse Smollett and the media wanted more and so they eventually gave out uh, gave out that information. Um, there's so many pages. No one has talked about it. I'm sure no one has read it. Uh, like the, as they talk about the Mueller report, um, no one is reading it, but having a lot of opinions. So, uh, but I think all this is normal. I don't think any of this is like stuff that um, is really that problematic. You know, um, I think it's the fact that they told us because they could put all the information out and no one would have looked into it. No one would have went and downloaded whatever document to see what was in there. They would have just let it be and just had an opinion on it or not even have an opinion on it because they wouldn't have fucking done shit about it. So I think whatever agency who was looking for it and was told that, um, you know, it was sealed. They reported that to make it seem nefarious so that there would be, you know, public pressure for them to release the information. But don't nobody know what to do with it. If you're not judging, if you're not a judge or in the jury or a lawyer or a prosecutor, nothing like that, it don't matter what's in there. Ain't shit we can do. Ain't shit that can be done. But knowing, like, people get in this place where they got to know every fucking thing. And there's outlets like the TMZs. That put, you know, who would just put some shit out like that. Matter of fact, um, Martin Luther Tip, T.I., uh, he just got in their ass about some shit uh, that had to do with putting out information about the death of his, of his sister. You know, and, and of course, in great old Martin Luther Tip fashion, he took to IG Live to tell the people how he felt and what he thought. And I don't even disagree with him. I don't disagree with him. I have my own problems with New Age Tip. Uh, I have issues with how this is the, there's only one way he does everything. And it feels like it's more of an attention grab because he becomes a, 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 a story and he gets talked about like we're doing now. And he gets to put himself in all these different things. But Hulk Hogan had, uh, there was a company, I can't remember the company, but maybe it was Breitbart. Now nah, I don't know what the company was, but it was a company that put the Hulk Hogan sex tape out. And Hulk Hogan sued their ass, causing them to collapse. I don't even know if he got paid, but it causes them to shut their shit down. That's how you fight. When white people get to, when you make a white motherfucker mad, man, they will take you to the cleaner so fast your head will spin. They will, uh, they take you, they get that shit figured. He goes to Instagram every single time. Gucci, motherfucking, uh, I don't know, some chicken place, chicken and walk, Roscoe, I don't know where it was, some place in fucking um, Atlanta. Take it to the ground. It's always something like that. But this isn't about chastising tip. I'm just saying that's kind of where I stand when it comes to T.I. In this case, you know, putting this information out, 
people can act like they side with Tip, though. But this wouldn't be an issue if people wouldn't look at it, right? Like, they are only giving the people the information that the people claim that they want. And so, a lot of times for these news or or, or smut uh, rumor organizations, they're going to go say, well, maybe the people will like this and put it out. And what was funny, TMZ issued an apology. They apologized for what they did. But it's out there. Once it's out there, you can't apologize. I mean, but that's how dastardly this shit can go. Let me put it out there, see what the reaction is. And if it's a bad one, we'll apologize. But we was able to accomplish both goals twofold because we get the information out there. We're first to it. People read it. They get outraged. And then more people go fucking read it. And then we issue apology and people are like, well, let's see how bad it was that they needed the apology. Was it really that big deal? And what's crazy, right right now I'm thinking about this, like I'm talking about this subject and it's really taking me to a place that I want to, let me see, let me look at the clock. Let me look at the clock. Hold on. Because this is, is there's a, a situation I do want to speak on that may pertain to this, but I don't know if it's too early. I don't know if it's too early. I'm going to go ahead, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. Because it's a thing about, like, you know, these organizations put this shit out. Hold on, let me get my, let me cue my motherfucking uh, message uh, right there. All right. And, you know, all this information is out here. And people will pretend to be upset. But the fact is, like, no, nah, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say they pretend to be upset. Let me, let me, let me uh, forge what I want to say a little bit better. Because now we're finna deep dive. I can feel it. It's coming. <clears throat> so, check it. These organizations put this shit out here and they really they they see they they check the temperature. They see how you going to feel, right? And depending on how you feel depends on how they react to it. If they go from like we're going to tell you the tip sister death story, all right, y'all fucking with it, let me dig and give you more information and more information. Whatever is going to feed the beast, the beast being the people. Right? Like me, you, whoever reads the dirt shit. I used to follow the shade room on Instagram. And then it just became too rumor milly. It became too much, too often. And so I had to mute them because it was like, yo, I'm consuming things that annoy me. Where I'm constantly like sending this story to somebody because of how ridiculous it sounds to me or how stupid the comments or something was. I was doing that so often. I was like, yo, I'm causing this problem. They're getting their impressions still. They're getting whatever feedback they're looking for. They're getting the shares they're looking for. And people keep looking at it and looking to it and looking for it. I don't want to participate. So I got out of the monster. I stopped. I got out of the monster. But that's just me. I'm one person. A lot of people will continue to feed the monster. It's a it's a double-headed fucking situation. Right? And then something happens. 
something happens that triggers people allegedly or seemingly they get triggered by something that they see they get outraged um the central park five show came out directed or produced by uh, ava duvernay and then i see all these people upset about it and i see the 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 growth and the emotion that come that has came from the central park five doc i mean i'm sorry um what is it called uh they see us hold on let me let me grab it um it is called it's on netflix right now it is called the um oh no i wrote it right here when they see us by the central park five and the thing about it this is all past and, uh, and and some things were rectified uh for the central park five uh, trump the president had a had some contribution or uh yeah contribution to how things played out for those guys um it was a it was a big thing that they was trying to make an election but nothing was stick man that's why they would call it you know teflon done but people were outraged about this all because of this movie but the problem the situation had been there it been there that problem been there and nothing you know no one really gave a fuck like that until they was told to until they was fed until someone hung the easy to digest bait and people take it and run with it and it makes it makes it makes people respond and seem like they're so sensitive. And I, I agree. I feel like at times people may be a little too sensitive. Or maybe sensitive isn't the right word. Triggered. Maybe people are too triggered by shit that they shouldn't be triggered by. Right? Or I don't I say it shouldn't be. See, it's hard. It's so complicated to talk about because in one hand, being sensitive and triggered to things helps create and promote the idea of awareness. Like I can complain about uh, the show and, and I haven't seen it. And I don't want the show uh, about the Central Park Five when they see us on Netflix. I, 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 I don't have a real opinion about it f- for the reason that. um. I just don't, I haven't watched it, don't know when I will watch it. I just don't like to consume so much negativity. I don't like to consume so much negative nature of like real life things that do affect, that could affect me. Not necessarily do affect me. When I say do affect me, I mean the watching and viewing experience, not what they go through. Just the watching and viewing experience. I don't want to fucking be pained. I don't want to be in tears. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want visceral reactions to uh some of the things that i consume that i had a choice in so i don't that's why i don't know when i'm gonna watch it because i'm seeing so many people talk about how emotional it is how angry they are and this and that and the social media will will make you feel a certain way and then that right there is my problem 
is I feel like a lot of times we feel how we feel because people are telling us that's how they feel or that's how we should feel about it. Man, we got to watch ourselves. Uh, we be in these streets. You never know when they just grab you and accuse you for some shit that you didn't do. Then you like, God damn, we need to do something. Stop this kind of shit. And then ultimately they do nothing. Recently, locally, Talib Kweli uh, performed at the festival that's going on right now called Riverfest. And his set was cut short. Not by a lot. It was cut short, though. And um, he was it was cut short during the time that he was performing a Nipsey Hussle, quote unquote, tribute. And he played fuck Donald Trump that he did with YG. Uh, Nipsey Hussle had a song with YG called Fuck Donald Trump. He's doing this song. And Kansas is a very red state. Now, Wichita in general, kind of purple, kind of purple, bluish state. But it also is disrespect to the president. Even though I don't fuck with the president like that. Uh, it is a family event and he's running off saying fuck, blah, blah, blah. So the short of it is people are upset that his set was cut short. Now, let's keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck. Uh, and shout out to Jamel Hill's Unbothered podcast, Talib Kweli. Coincidentally, it's on there the same week that he get his show stopped in Kansas. It was, it's very it's a very punk rock thing to do it's a very rock and roll thing to happen to do what you're not supposed to do my curious thing and they came out with a statement saying the reason why they did it is because he used the f-bomb uh that he agreed not to it's a family-friendly show and because of weather i even remember telling someone i'm surprised that this show is going on because the weather's bad there's a liability there's so many things once you know about event planning and going you know, like it's certain shit that uh, that they don't do because of certain situations. I am more curious if Talib got paid. If he got paid, um, if he got paid, then now I'm willing to agree that they shut it down because of the weather. If he, because it's the back end. Like, you got to perform to get the back end. Uh, in some cases, some people will get all their money up front. But the back end in a lot of situations is, all right, you do your part, show, do the show, and we will uh, pay you the rest of the back end. Or some artists will not take stage till they get the back end. Um, but you still got to follow the agreement of the contract. If him saying fuck or him saying Donald Trump what, and they treat it like a breach of contract, then something nefarious happened. They shut him down because of what he was saying. Locally, they talk about freedom of speech. You can't censor people, which is always annoying conversation to me because if I, if I set rules for you, I can censor you. If I set rules for you, I can censor you. Um, if I have a problem with something I've asked you to do on my platform, I can censor you. But if you're on your platform, if you create your own platform, I can't then come on your platform and shut you up. That is censoring you. 
that's the uh invasion of your freedom of speech that's why a lot of these accusations of freedom freedom of speech don't go anywhere because a lot of times it's not and it's not an attack on someone's freedom of speech it's people saying hey not on my platform not doing that you can do that shit on somebody else's but you're not gonna do it on mine i'm not stopping you from saying and spreading your message I'm stopping you from saying and spreading your message on my shit. But that's not what we on. Triggered. People get triggered so quickly and sensitively. Because what I just gave you is how this how freedom of speech works. Then I also gave you how the business of performance and contracts work. So this situation falls in line with one of these two things but because black people right now in some situations were so ready were so ready because there's so much shit been happening so many things going on like we 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 feel a certain way now going back to the central park five doc because i know this is the case i can't consume that kind of shit often because I will feel the same way. I will always feel attacked. I will always feel like something is happening. I need to not feel that way. I need to be able to look at the world more balanced. So that I'm not always feeling like I'm not feeling always triggered by some racial thing or assume racial thing. You know, like we talked about the Albert Wilson case a few weeks ago. Well, we didn't really talk about it, but it was mentioned because it was a black dude and a white girl, we automatically jump into race. We automatically jump there because it's easy and we're triggered and we feel a certain way. The plus side of this is it creates awareness. So then someone like me will go research this and see if I should feel a certain way or I have more knowledge of something that's happening and I probably should know about. It's the plus side. The negative con side is that if I don't do all that, I am just triggered off of hearsay. I'm triggered. I'm manipulated by someone else who's telling me how to feel and how to react and how to do this and how to do that. And that's not healthy, not for society. Now, that's on a racial thing. We get this shit all the time. All the time. And I just can't be a part of it. I refuse to. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I get caught in a story and I mean, it just takes me and then I do the work and I find it's legit or it's not. Um, But it's something to think about. It's something to be careful of. We don't want to be overly sensitive, but we need that sensitivity so that we're not so hardened over that we're just letting all dumb shit fly. That we're just letting people have their way with us as people because we don't do anything but we don't want to be so triggered that we're just responding reaction off of other people we're not being sheep we're not being promote we're not promoting ignorance we're not promoting lack of information you know hearing it from someone else is not valid information you do want to go do the work before you look foolish in this case, they say and for the Talib thing, people talking about boycotting the event. When 
you can't really boycott this event it it's over now it's like a week-long thing weekend to weekend type of fucking event next year is when it comes back around but at the same time you don't want to lose great things off of ignorance and I don't know the right answer. I don't know what you do here. Because you could say, you know, we're going to boycott Riverfest next year. And next year comes up and you forgot that you're supposed to be boycotting this shit. Right? And then when someone asks you why you're boycotting, you're going to say, well, because they stopped Talib Kweli from even doing a song that isn't his. And tributing to Nipsey Hussle with Fuck Donald Trump. And him saying fuck around kids and that was a part of this. Like, it's so many different layers to this situation. That it's like, why is this? Why is this about it? What is the win that you're looking for? I was told anytime you have, you protest something or you, uh, I can't think of the word, but if, if you protest something, you have to have a way out of it. You have to know what your victory is, what you're looking for at the end of this. You know, you to say well, what can Riverfest or the companies or any of these companies do to get out of it to make you feel satisfied? Gucci came up with a fucking diversity counseling council. I don't even know what the fuck that means and what that's supposed to do. Oh, we'll make sure we advertise the black people. That in itself is ridiculous to me. Do the fucking right thing. It's not about who you advertise with. It's about what dumb shit you do. Don't do that. And you're good. But if people protest, they got to know what we want. What do we want from Gucci? So when they come up with the fun and come up with all this kind of shit, it's like y'all said that, oh, what we want from Gucci for doing this is money. And you got it. Uh, Let's see, man. What else? I watched that Wu-Tang documentary. Well, I haven't finished it. Wu-Tang documentary is dope as shit. I ain't really going to say a whole lot about it because I'm going to do something else with that. But Wu-Tang documentary uh, of Mikes and Men on Showtime is really fly. Uh, it's really dope. It's done very well. Uh, some of the highlights of that is Method Man going back to his old first job and really just, like, it's dope to see what what, what we don't see in our, our I don't think anymore that we used to see is artists really kind of embracing the world that came before they became artists. You know, I work a job. I do regular shit and get this money. Now everybody got the money. Everybody drug dealers, this and that. And, you know, not to say that the Wu wasn't drug dealers. They clearly were by based on the information in the doc. And, you know, a lot of them served time. But you also see the respect that they had for all other people over the years. Um, like I said, um, fucking Method Man going back, Method Man and uh, I want to say Capadonna, I can't remember. Uh, go back to because they worked at the Statue of Liberty, and his boss still worked there. It was a lady that was that still worked there, and he was he went back to him. And he was saying, "Man, this is one of the greatest jobs. I've done all these different things in my life, and this is still the greatest job I ever had." Doing a real job. And then they talk to some of the kid, the, the people that work there, the, the younger people that work there. Not on like some rah-rah, you know, do the best you can shit, but like, hey, man, 
Look, you know who I am. You know what I do. But I respected this job. I did my job. I did a good job. And and that's what's important, man. It don't matter if you become a rapper or not, this, that, and the other. Uh, this is making you money, putting some money in your pocket, man. Respect it so you can keep some money. So you can keep some money in you, right? So that was dope. Of mics and men, um, they talk everything. Uh, you know, RZA got to take his L's, you know, for some of the shady shit that he did to the woo. I personally recommend that of Mike's and Man. I've been watching some shitty fucking show. I'm going to try to finish after this. One more episode of uh, Slasher. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not even going to give no review. It, it is what it is. It's a very fucking awful. It's a good, bad show. That's all I can say. Like, it's a good, bad show. And it's not like. You got to suspend a whole lot of fucking belief, man, or disbelief, because some shit fly, some shit that you wouldn't normally let fly, you let fly. It's a real bloody fucking show. It's a, a horror, thriller, mystery, something. So uh, if you want to watch it, that's on you, man. I'm not telling you to watch it. I'm just trying to finish it because I started watching all other seasons. I finished them, so I'm a Keep going. I'm with it. They got me. Uh, let's see, man. This week I'm at a film fest. I'm hosting that shit. Man, talk about that then. Uh, Central Park Five, overrated. Ti, man. I was going. I wanted to talk about the murder map. But actually, man, I kind of hit most of this shit. I ain't gonna talk about the. Let me look. I'm probably nah. I ain't gonna talk about the murder map, but I gotta see where I'm at on time. I will. I will do this. I will do this. Um, I was talking to a friend. It's good, man. You know, I ain't been able to do this in a minute because I've been talking about shit that was going on in the world last several weeks. I'm going. Get on this. Back on this soapbox one time. I was talking to a friend about, um, she was talking about, uh, you know, feeling worthless, basically. You know, how do you, how do you get out of that rut of feeling like shit? You know, you feel like shit, you think people don't fuck with you, you're not, you're feeling stagnant, right? And it's different for me, like, or, or people like me, and she's people like me. Um, when you're a creative, you're a creative-minded person. You know, you get in these ruts. I get them. I get them in the, all the time where I'm, like, in, in momentum. I'm feeling good, and then all of a sudden, I'm just not quite feeling it. And what I do, I, I stop. I don't do anything that has a goal associated with it like like you know we do the web series the goal is to do the business like you got it's so for me the things that i do are so layered it's so many business things that has to happen over the creative that it gets exhausting it gets hard to do sometimes because you in my mind i'm like i gotta do the parts that i don't like i i, I was uh talking to an artist about you know making music uh putting out music and i said the uh put 
putting out music is the hardest thing about putting out music. You know, like you make the music, now you got to put it out. That is the hardest thing. It sucks. And so with that, like doing some of the shit that I do, it's hard to want to do it a lot of the times because you know what else you got to do. So to get out of those kind of ruts, because at the end of the day, we do a lot. A lot of our main thing is built around how we're going to make money, how we're going to pay bills. Those are our main things. I have the luxury that I can do so many fucking things. I can do a lot of things, dope things. And um, I have to then do something in order to kind of fill out that rut. Or as some artists call it for them writer's block or burnout sometimes. Uh, I got to do something that's not, has no real goal. So for me, I paint or I do some photography or I do these just things. There's just little things that just occupy your time. But keeps you going, keeps the brain working. While giving the brain a break. And sometimes you like it is hard to 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 work through the struggle and those kind of struggles and we all have them you know i talk about the creative but you know last week i I didn't do the show because of that like this same sort of fucking thing but some of you go to work every day and you don't want to go there every day. You don't even feel like doing that shit every day. You may even love and like your job and don't want to do that shit all the time. And being off ain't enough. It ain't got nothing to do with the job. The job been the same. But it's that feeling of lack of growth. And that lack of growth for a nine to five person can easily come from the fact that like it can take know a year or or some dumb before you even uh can get a raise or move up or feel uh some true reward for the work that you put in but it's never about that it's never about what you get from someone some external piece giving you something to make you feel it it's always internal it's always inside you have to figure out on your own a lot of the times because it's your dream. It's your feeling. It's your world. A lot of times you got to figure that shit out on your own. Like I said, for me, it's, it's doing that. For a lot of creators, sorry, for a lot of creators, it's similar to that. It's similar to like, you know, uh, just let me get this shit out of my way so I can think. So I can get some clarity, uh, yeah, clarity into, you know, my world. And it's difficult. But I always look at time and I've talked about this on the show before. It's about the, it's about time. You really, some people really can't afford it. You get to this place and you start looking at the scoreboard. You look at the scoreboard and you see how many points I got up versus how much time I got. And sometimes, a lot of times, you look at that away team and you are way behind because you're looking at that clock, trying to fucking calculate, okay, how can I score more points quicker? 
and you can't and you feel like you can't stop you feel like you don't have the energy then you look at the clock and just say i don't feel like i got the time but it's always up to you when you look at that clock you can slow you you when you look at that clock and you look at or or that scoreboard and you start counting down those the 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 time you know a lot of things a lot of time that's age look at how old you are look at where you at in life you look at how long it takes to you know make these things happen and that shit gets nerve wracking and nervous i get that i get that like a motherfucker you start looking at your losses you may even look at your record like how many things i've tried that didn't work uh or or or, or you know i'm around fighters fighters you know, losing can be a big thing. And you want to make a living doing the shit that you do. You know, that you like doing or love doing. And then easily get frustrated. But that's, it's all mental. And, and I hate to make it sound like the secret because I don't really fuck with that kind of, you know, fake it till you make it jive. But I do believe in being able to be self-aware enough to measure what success looks like for you. You know, like I, I was talking to someone that was getting, they was getting through a breakup and they're dealing with it kind of roughly. Their breakup. But they put so much pressure on themselves over the course of the breakup, over the course of the relationship that now trying to get back into this world is tough. Because things, so many things have changed because you kind of sideline your life a bit. And then you look at the scoreboard. You see how many points you put up, how much the away team, how far behind you are, and you look at the time. And it don't always look favorable. But here's the shit. Here's the real fucking cheat code. Here's the cheat code to all of that. When you look at that fucking scoreboard and you look at the clock, you look at the home and away team points, you see how far behind you are or ahead you are, and then you look at the clock, none of that shit can, really has to matter. What has to matter is how many fucking shots you take. Are you shooting the ball? Are you even making the real effort? Because one shot, you might miss 10 shots, but you make 11, then you make 12, then you make 13. What happens a lot of the times, people either get discouraged by the miss, sis, or they make the one shot and say, finally I made a shot, I'm done. And you just can't do that. You can't do it. You just got to keep taking shots until you make them and then you try to find a streak where you keep making these fucking shots that is the equivalent for me at least when i say okay i'm in a rut but let me instead of shooting from this corner over and over i made a few i missed a few my shots starting to look raggedy but i'm making them i just change the position i go to another spot on the fucking court I start shooting. Oh, shit. Okay, I like this right here. I need to get back over there. But I'm going to start shooting right here. Bam, I'm dropping them. And then your confidence come back. Then you stop 
because because that struggle comes from yo i'm shooting from the same shot i was making it now it don't look as pretty it ain't as fun it don't look as good i know i like this this is my sweet spot but god damn it just don't feel the way it used to feel so you move go to another spot shoot those shots find a new rhythm find a new uh momentum in real life we call it finding a new skill finding a new talent finding a new direction whatever you fucking want to call it it's new it's like a rebirth you still have your original skill and talent but you just gained a new one then you move around and you gain gain a new one now you are all around threat on the court then when you look right back up at that fucking uh scoreboard and you look at the time you look at the score you realize yo i'm winning I'm winning like a motherfucker. But we allow so many pieces that's on the court that has nothing to do with my shot affect me. We let sitting in that one spot being our sweet spot control us and hold us. We let our piss poor coach sometimes that's a friend, you know, or teammate rather. I shouldn't say coach. Your teammates, you let your piss poor teammates affect you. You let that toxic teammate affect you. They start making you think, nah, man, you got to shoot over there. This is why I shoot. And they throw you off of everything and you let them. And that's when, then you start looking back at the clock like, yo, I ain't got a lot of time. I guess I just got to deal with this. Got to deal with my ragged ass shot from this position. You can change all of that. You can get these people out. And that's important. That's important. Because if you're doing none of that, this shit gets real hard. It's real depressing. And real tough to deal with. That is something I don't ever want to have to worry about. This is the I'm Kind of Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Rowe. That's uh, this week's episode. Didn't really want to do all of that. <laughs> but it's late. And you know, it's a mood. And it is what it is, man. Tomorrow I go over to, not tomorrow, but this weekend I go do uh, some consultation over at the Wichita Force. Go check that out. Uh, it's the Indoor Arena League. They got a situation that helped me get a situation or in development of a situation where I can take from the ground up um, and put it on a, a broadcast or, or a stream, a major streaming service. So we're looking to do that. These two situations linked up, but I'm looking to do some creative over with the Wichita Force and figure out what's happening, what they need to visually look better and maintain a better product as they are on their streaming service. And um, so I'm doing that. Then next week, um, what am I doing next week? Next week, we got the Doc Sumback Film Festival. I'll be there hosting a few events or uh, what they call them. Uh, a filmmaker's roundtable. Then we're uh, introducing a couple films as well. None, none of mine, but uh, just some situations there. Um. I think that's really it. 
trying to get less busy. Like I said, these hats, these people collect their hats are coming. It's a coming. Um, and I'm going to do a giveaway, another giveaway to give, get you one of these hats or some shit. We'll see what happens. Uh, got some real big coming up. A couple really big things coming up. I just can't really talk about them. Uh, so groundupict.com. Go there uh, to watch from the Ground Up web series. Get your clean ass people collector. Uh, or cosmic culture at arrowfilms.com slash buy now. Get that. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Roll is famous. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something, but oh, facebook.com slash kind of famous. That facebook.com slash kind of famous pod. Go over there, post a lot of shit there. Uh, just throughout, man, it's always something I got dumb posted over there. Or some of the stories we talk about, so go check that shit out as well. Uh, for the song, man, we leave you with. I've been listening to uh, this new group called London Drugs. L N D N D R G S. Man, found them through Currency Hospital. Um, and they what they do, man? They have these fucking old school funk flavors of sampling on the beats but it's real laid back i call it summertime like sunset music man it's like right when the sun sun is sitting it's summer you got the windows down you feeling a little old school it's like a mix of fucking real uh a rap rap maybe even pimp rap these cats from california they got them gangster ties into them and shit but you got some of that Mixed with um, family reunion music, man. It's a real laid back type of thing. So London Drugs, uh, we're playing that. And uh, that's it, man. That's it. Uh, I, I don't really know the name of the song, unfortunately, because it's like, man, they just different. <laughs> it, they just different. Speaking of. Tyler Credit got a real dope album. Check that out. Chris Brown and Drake just dropped a new single from, I guess, Chris Brown's album. Pretty dope as well. But, you know, we're giving the nobodies. I don't want to say nobodies. I don't want to say nobodies like that. People who listen on people, attention on the I'm Kind of Famous podcast, Spotlight Track Goes to London Drugs with James Worthy. Till then, this is the I'm Kind of Famous podcast. Tell you about my said hi. Bam! Shows than what I used to do with hoes. What's the point? Knock a bitch, but she gon' leave like they all do. My longest lasting hoe was Holly B, but she blew too. I saw her on the blade, hunk a wave when I passed through. Brand new shoes on the cool back and damn fool. Hey, it's swerving. It's really nice to meet you. A couple glasses of rose, probably how a nigga greet you. Take your shoes off and hang your fur coat. By the dope. I ain't even trying to fuck, baby, we can take it slow take I've been hopping slow. off a plane, steady living on the road I'm just trying to big bag, puff an L and get low Yeah, I used to be a P, but you know how that shit go Once I took a step back, this music shit took control, took control. Oh, yeah.